0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, joined, as always, by Obi mahaley Obi, What's up, man? I, I mean, 0-2, not a great start, but definitely different. than than last week I mean what what Uh, were your thoughts on the game man Willie uh first of all good to talk to you again uh, as it is every (laughs) week but
0: different is an understatement uh people have been reaching out to me saying ah you know what do you think you know these Falcons suck I'm like no this is amazing this was the greatest game uh in a long time oh wow I love your expectations yeah no this this is uh something that people are looking at me sideways when I tell them but we all were messed up after that first game because our expectations were in the wrong place. We all believed the yep. hype that, you know, this was the post-Danquin era and the Arthur Smith, you know, new Falcon uh, groove Hit the
1: ground running, running 37 yes. to 14, oh. just like win the first game. Yeah, just yep. all, we were be automatic. Yep. We,
0: we might, you know, surprise people. Even I was saying crazy things like we're going to win 10 games a season. And so <laughs> we were so flat, so flat yeah. against Eagles you know, either pissed you off or just brought you back to reality. So being back in reality and knowing that it's the rebuilding year and thinking that we're supposed to get blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're the Super Bowl champions we are the yeah. team to yeah. beat the Eagles, the worst team predicted to be in the NFC East. But to play with them, to go toe to toe with them, to be three points away from them uh, at one point, it was a great game.
1: Well, golly day, everybody. Ovi is in a rare mood, I can tell. So uh, stick around real quick. Let's uh, let's hear from our sponsors for today. And then we're going to get in to some Atlanta Falcons football talk. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the new season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means that if you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys and you lose, your wager will be refunded. Up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Exciting news! Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick 'em challenge. Which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, that's B L E A V. Football, pick 'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick 'em, as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. All right, Ovi. I, I really kind of I just want to let you um have the have the floor for a second, because I was trying to sit here and and think about like, what do I make of this game? And and in thinking about the podcast and thinking about, you know, what, what do I want to talk about? What should we really explore? I almost weirdly feel like this is only a game that that a player can talk about somebody who's been in a game like this, because on the surface, it looks like an absolute blowout. I mean, Tampa Bay ended up winning by 23 points. If you bet on uh, the spread and you bet Tampa Bay like you covered, they easily covered. I mean, I think the line was like 14 and they easily, easily got that. But. Like you said, at one point in the fourth quarter, this was a three point game and it really seemed like Atlanta early on in the first quarter, Tampa Bay was driving, they were getting touchdowns, everything looked normal, natural Antonio Brown didn't have the day that, that I thought he would have, much to the chagrin of my daily fantasy team. Um, but they were moving the ball. And then Atlanta really kind of got their stuff together and made it a game for all of it up until about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So as a player, what are you thinking coming away from a game like this? Are, are you saying to yourself, well, we, we were right there against the best of the best? Or are you kind of like, Man, we really let that one get away from us. We didn't do enough to actually win the game.
0: No, so they're gonna tell the fans and the media that, you know, they didn't do enough to win the game and you know they let the, you know, they they let the the Bucks get the best of them, but in the meeting rooms, I I guarantee you in the meeting rooms amongst themselves, they're gonna be proud of the way they fought. Because that was the one thing I wanted to see from the Falcons. And the the announcers mentioned a couple times. I want to see these guys fight. Because last game you felt like they just got. Their ass whipped. I mean, they, they just got beat down and they didn't fight. They didn't seem to be the team that we heard about or that was going to be, you know, humming on all cylinders. And part of that was the preseason. We spoke about that. But I just wanted to see them fight, claw, scratch, you know, get grimy, roll up their sleeves and, and be this this Falcons team that Arthur Smith promised us. And you saw flashes of that. You saw several flashes of that. And, um, you know, being a running back, the fact that the running game <laughs> got got really started with Corderell Patterson, that's just a running game. But Man, just, he's looking you know, good, right? plays, explosions. Uh, yeah. I think that they're going back to Atlanta and they're saying, we have something here. You know, there's, there's a diamond underneath all this coal dust, underneath all this you know, dirt. But if we, uh, you know, polish it up and, and kind of focus on our, our best traits, we can find something really special. In our team, not when we're still not going to the playoffs this season, but I
1: think we <laughs>
0: can build the foundation of a team that can go to the playoffs next year and be in the Super Bowl conversation in two to three years.
1: I, I mean, I hear you, and you say all that, but
0: <laughs> you're not convinced.
1: <laughs> you're not convinced. <laughs> but, but, but I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at all of the scores from around the league today. No other team scored in the forties. Tampa Bay put up 48 points Ovi that's almost 50 but like they this is they true didn't even feel like they were really clicking and this they scored 20 is, points yeah. in the fourth quarter
0: well dude. two of them like, were batted balls that were pick sixes and so sure. you know, Matt Ryan had three interceptions on the day but if you actually think about it you know Matt Ryan also had you know a couple touchdowns They had well, 35 for 46 attempts 300 yards two touchdowns and Let's not forget, we had zero touchdowns last game. Zero. Nilch. Nada. Nothing. Like, you know, just a big old fat donut. And that was painful to see when you have Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and this guy and that guy and, you know, with all the high-powered offense that we have. I was like, come on, Matthew. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan, (laughs) you got to give us something. And he couldn't give us a touchdown all game, four quarters? So I felt um, good that I'm not crazy because, again, I played four or five years with Matt, and I know the way that he practices, that he prepares, how he holds his teammates accountable. I know people shit on Matt a lot, but the fact that he is who he is and he still wants to win no matter if the fans want draft picks or not, I know he thinks he's in every game. And I just did not know if he uh, had lost a step or people are saying, oh, it's time to put Matt Ryan out the pasture. I'm like, yeah, it's a cute, quick take, but I I don't think there are, you know, 10 quarterbacks in the league right now better than him. He's an above average quarterback, and at his yeah. best, he's an
1: elite easily. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree, and I thought Matt had a really great game. Um, and I do think, look, I like, the Falcons absolutely played better today. I tweeted uh, during the game, win or lose, this this game was progress. Yeah, And that's all this season is about, right? It's, it's yep. just incremental progress that you hope the, the sum of the parts equals the total of a team that is really ready to make the jump probably in 2022. But who knows? I mean, best case scenario, they sneak in as a wild card or peaking at the right time, make things interesting. All of that being said, they lost by 26 points last week. They lost by 23 points today. At the end of the day, incremental <laughs> progress is great, but like you, 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 you're losing by twenty three points. You're losing by twenty six points. That's not yeah. going to cut it in the NFL. You got to. And I thought Matt no. Ryan played really well, but you've got to. I thought Kyle Pitts had a certainly a better game than he did in Week One, but I think we're all kind of seeing the importance of Julio Jones. Is when you need your yes. guy to just make a play. Just look, we need a spark. We need something. We need our best guy to be better than their best guy on this play yeah. to make a play and they just haven't had that through two weeks and I and I understand that if you're Kyle Pitts or Calvin Ridley because they're just different players than Julio Julio yeah. Calvin Johnson Des Bryant Terrell Owens all of those those are different yeah, animals J- man yeah, Jerry like they Rice, are yeah, those just guys are,
0: uh, yeah it, it just uh, transient, you know, other level, otherworldly type of uh, human yep. beings, not even human beings, like, you know, monsters on the on the gridiron that can change a game, take over a game. We've seen yep. Hula do that several times. Now we saw, you know, our boy Calvin really get closer to that by making some big plays, you know, laying out and getting the, uh, the ball in the end zone when he needed to. And so I was, again, I was encouraged seeing us take a big step forward from where we were uh, last week. But we do kind yeah. of miss Julio because Cal Pitts was supposed to be the next Julio. He's not there yet. Right, well, let's just put a you know call spade a spade. This is a situation to where yeah. if Cal Pitts had an Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre type situation, if Julio was still here and Cal Pitts didn't have to be the guy and kind of can just you know grow because Julio it took had Julio a couple
1: of games. Yes. Yeah, it, it Julio that 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 Indianapolis Colts game where he scored his first two touchdowns of his career. I think he only had three catches in that game, and two of them were right. for touchdowns. And we're all sitting here being like Julio Judd, but like he wasn't—he didn't really like it wasn't get overnight going for a while. Yeah, it was really exactly. his second year when he took off. William,
0: you need to remind all the Falcons that because on Twitter, <laughs> on social media, and Instagram, Graham, uh, people are going just bananas that uh, Kyle Pitts ain't a Hall of Famer, yet like we paid you like a Hall yeah. of Famer, we drafted you higher any tight end in the history of tight ends. You got to produce, you got to give yeah. us something, and that's not happening. That's not, for know, that's not gonna happen because Julio Jones yeah. had Roddy White, like Julio Jones had Tony yep. Gonzalez. I was there in the meeting rooms in practice, watching Julio uh yep. kind of uh develop right in front of my eyes, and like everyone else, I'm like, this young buck better you know come with it because we <laughs> you know bought the farm, we bet the farm to get him. And we saw it in practice. That's, that's the one thing that gave us hope because in practice, he was amazing. Now, of course, games mm-hmm. is what matters, but we saw him also get better in games, but it was incremental. And then all of a sudden, he, yeah. he started having these bursts, and all of a sudden, he exploded onto the scene. So I'm saying this is a, a redshirt year for Kyle Pitts. You know, Don't worry about messing up and ruining our chances for the Super Bowl or for the playoffs. It's not going to happen. You just need to focus on your game and make sure that you're in a position To really break
1: out end of the season beginning of next season yeah i mean if if fans are looking to target any emotions honestly and i and i hate to say this because i i love the dude uh but aim it at calvin like that that's he's the guy who's really supposed to be stepping up right and whether that be the offensive scheme kind of maybe not making Calvin like the number one target or read on, on each play. Um, I did like the fact they got Russell Gage involved a little bit more today. Obviously he got, he got hurt and had to leave the game. Um, So we'll, we'll see what he's, how he's dealing with kind of, it looked like a right ankle. Um, But if anything, like Calvin's gotta be the guy he's, he's gotta be the one to step up. And I like the fact that Kyle Pitts did make some plays, but, Best case scenario this year, right? You're, you're hoping Kyle Pitts is like a really pleasant surprise. I know that a lot of people have, have been kind of saying, well, can he break Mike Ditka's uh, tight end record and, and all of this stuff? But I don't think internally that's the expectation. I don't think Kyle Pitts is kind of looking at it with like historical implications. It's more just how can he be the most effective player in this offense as possible? But for him to kind of reach that status, I think Calvin has to really be dictating a lot of the coverage.
0: No, you're right. We we talked about um, you know last week and a couple times before about scaring people. You know, Halloween's uh, next month, and you know who, who, who terrifies you, who make, keeps you up at night. <laughs> Calvin really, really ain't yeah. that guy. And, and you know, I, I, again, I think he's a great player. I think he's uh, wonderful. I think he's uh, definitely a, a wide receiver one in the league, but. A
1: lot of teams have wide receivers. His closest comp, though, is Keenan. It's Keenan Allen, right? And does yeah. Keenan Allen like yeah, scare no. you? Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs. That's and, Calvin Ridley, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, And they don't and scare can, you. He, no, I mean it's just um he can get to that point. He he can get to uh, um you know the 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 level to where with his quickness, with his hands, with his game. Um he's making big plays, but he has to turn it into just that big plays. It, it can't just be yeah. his potential that he has to, to get open and get separation to make some athletic acrobatic catches. He's got to turn that into big plays and big situations. And again, we took a step closer today, but um we are not there when it comes to a, a total package that can uh you know really
1: win games consistently. No, no, not Not even close, Uh, which which is probably a really good segue into uh, the the Monday, um, Monday morning team meeting room. Who who do you think is going to have? Let's let's start. Let's start on a positive note, um, because I'm sure we're going to have plenty of of negatives to say. But uh, who who do you think is going to have a good team meeting room experience on Monday morning?
0: Oh, man. It's almost too easy, uh, Cordell Patterson. I mean, uh, uh, he's a guy. Back a week in who, row, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Mike Davis because uh, he's like, I was supposed to be the guy. I, this is my spotlight. You know, he, he was
1: supposed <laughs> to be our, our Mike Turner, our, our real, you know, real quick big though. Obi, how many? The middle. How many rushing yards do you think uh, Cordell had today?
0: I don't uh, I've know. got it right in um, front of me. How I many rushing me. yards?
1: Uh, uh maybe like 50, 30, He had a 80? he had eleven. He had eleven rushing didn't. yards. Eleven rushing yards today. What? Yep. But well, he had what? Uh, no, he had more than that. Okay, oh, yeah. they were pass plays. There. He had fifty-eight receiving yards. Yep. But but I, it seemed like he, he was, was just like pass. crushing it as a running back, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. th- the, the uh, commentators were talking about
0: him. I was just watching him yep. uh, in between, uh, eating some wings and stuff. I was like, this guy is a difference maker. But that <laughs> one-handed <laughs> catch when Matt was scrambling, that kind of oh, was, was so doing on the map. Yep. That brought him three points. And, and so I think that, uh, again, stats are wonderful, but making big-time plays and big-time situations is, is what being a, a, a all-pro NFL player is all about. And so I think for him – being a a journeyman when it comes to uh, a position uh, tight end. I mean, is he a receiver? Is he a running back? Now we know on special teams, he's a, he's a a beast, but you know, where is he going to play on the offensive side and how is he going to contribute? Where's he going to fit? And he's found a great niche where he's been able to be effective. So his Monday meeting room is going to be wonderful because yes, we lost, but he knows that I'm going to be a key part of this office moving forward. I've shown, I put on tape for the, Office coordinator, the running back coach, the receiver coach, the head coach, the GM—that I am a person who can contribute a lot more than just yeah. special teams. So
1: he's feeling great, yeah. and he's making Mike Davis nervous. And Tampa Bay didn't even kick it deep to him. That was like the nope. biggest sign of respect. I thought the fact that they yep, just came out—I like—I was stunned by that. That they just like squib kicked it, and I was—I was like, what are they doing? Um, yeah, they didn't want to give it to to Corderella. It was I. I kind of like took my hat off to that in in his honor. Uh, the The Falcons only ran the ball eighteen times today. Ov, is that enough for you?
0: No, it's not. But you know, we <laughs> did what we've done all the time, which is we get behind and then uh, we end up trying to to catch up. So it was close yeah. for for at least three quarters. But then that last fourth quarter, we were just trying to air it out and uh, find a way to to make this competitive. So it's it's not surprising that our, our rush attempts aren't where they need to be when we keep on losing by 15, 20 plus points. But uh I I think the intent was there cuz you you saw them get the ball handed off a couple yeah. times in the first half yeah. and you, yeah. you saw them try to keep a certain bounce to the offense. So I I again, I felt so encouraged by by this game because I didn't expect anything except for a blowout. And they uh uh, for a second, for a second there, I thought we can create some Cinderella magic and have an upset because uh, <laughs> they were just humming. They seemed to be, and yeah, I know we'll get, we'll get to defense in a little bit, but the defense surprised me. Oh, uh, we get we had, we had oh. two sacks, three sacks, we had a couple God sacks, a sack strip, fumble God. and everything else. Like so, I, I know we'll get there. I don't want to, you, know, um, you know, let the count the bag, but I was so happy that Dante Fowler got some Tom Brady in his clutches, and you know, it's just.
1: I didn't think it was possible. I, I lost hope. Oh, uh, you're, uh, Ovi, you're so, oh, man. I, so great, dude. Tom Brady had a 129.2 quarterback rating. He threw five touchdowns today. He did. <laughs> but again, we, we got to him, though. Like I, I, said, I know. Man, I, I love it, man. I love it. Did you think that was
0: going to occur? Like, Tom Brady went off, but he was supposed to go off. He's Tom Brady. He's what, right. 44, yes. 45 years old, and he's, like, some, like, you know, football Jesus that we can't stop. That's fine. He's going to do his thing and, and be happy probably I win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But for the Falcons, like, we're concerned about the Falcons here. We want to see them not embarrass yes, us every week. We want to be able to talk trash to the other team, not feel like we're going to have to eat our words. And the Falcons
1: will hopefully give us that soon. <laughs> not, well, not for when, well, think- but soon. I think you're you're hoping, right, that like if they can do if they can put up 25 against the Bucks and I think their defense is legitimately a top three defense in oh, the yeah, NFL, easy. you easy. put up 25 against them. Then then the hope is that when you get this next stretch against, you know, the Jets and, and the yes. Lions and yes. they like that, that, you're just going to go off and that, you know, sure, you're 0-2, but can you get to 3-2 and by the time you play New York and London and then 4-2 going into the bye week? Sure. That's the hope, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, all right, so to go back, my, my good team meeting room guy is actually going to be Matt Ryan. Um, and, and I think that... What? Some people, <laughs> he threw three <laughs> interceptions. All, all people,
0: say, say all people,
1: are going to be saying, uh, what
0: the hell are you talking about?
1: I was, I was actually critical uh, of him on Twitter today because I, I just noticed the Kyle Pitts catch Right, the the great one handed kind of like behind him uh, catch that he made. Uh, Russell Gage had, to, I think, make a couple of of just more difficult catches on kind of easy throws. And I tweeted out, you know, that Matt's accuracy is kind of like a tick off. Like it's just it's just slightly off, not necessarily on like the really hard throws, but more on the easy throws where the the best quarterbacks are able to put the ball right in front of the receiver to really lead him into the the yards after the catch. And Matt's always been really good at that. Today, he wasn't. And that could just be, hey, it's it's week two. <laughs> Matt didn't play at all during the preseason. Maybe he's a little bit rusty. Sure, whatever. Um, but I, I did notice that. But I thought overall, Matt played a really good game. I I did think he made some of the tougher throws. I thought that he... Bought time in the pocket really well. We were talking about Vita Vea um, in the lead up to this game. Didn't have a sack. I think the Bucks only had one sack yes. in this game. And and Indama and Sue beat uh, Kayla McGarry kind of around the uh, the end to get that one sack. But the offensive line held up well. I thought Matt made some some plays down the field. Uh, they weren't like the explosive touchdowns that I think you're hoping to get later on in the year. But I thought Matt played. Pretty well, And even though he had three interceptions, I don't think those were really one of them was kind of on him, but I think two weren't. I mean, it was kind of like batted balls, uh, balls off the receiver's hands. And, and, you know, as a quarterback that that's just not always on you. Um, but I thought Matt played pretty well. And so after struggling in week one, I thought he bounced back in a nice way um, this week against a really good defense.
0: No, he, um, there are some, some times where he, he slid to the right. They had wide open rushers, and Matt somehow yeah. like, like took a little sidestep. I don't know how quarterbacks do that. I guess the defenders don't expect him to move, but took a little sidestep completed the ball and did that once or twice and was able to quicken his release because uh, uh, I, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but the – Offensive line. Not only were they better, but Matt was quicker with the ball. They they must have worked on that all week long, knowing that Jalen Mayfield had of uh, Vea. But mm-hmm. he got the ball out quickly, and, and he made good decisions. He used his checkdowns, used the running backs a lot, and yeah, um, you know Matt, Matt did a great job. I told you, like you got to respond. Like certain type of people, they just when they get hit in the mouth, they don't sit and cry about it. And woe is me, they respond. And and I'm glad that they gave Jalen Mayfield a chance to redeem himself because. Like, like I mentioned last week, yes, yeah, he played well. One game, it's one season. It's the first, yep. you know, gosh darn, uh, a real football test he's he's having in the NFL because preseason is one thing, the regular season is another monster. Yep, yeah, he had a real, real crappy game, but if you throw him to pasture, you're literally <laughs> just throwing away a draft pick. You're just wasting yeah. him to well to today what? compared to last
1: week is miles. Apart, oh, like apart. If, if you're if you looked if you showed somebody if you binge watched last week's game and then this week's game, just uh the Grand Canyon apart <laughs> from how he played, like he was as bad as you can be in game one, and he was fine in game two, which is massive improvement. Like yeah, that's that's why you play him in game two.
0: I can't believe Vita Veda didn't get a sack. I can't believe it didn't get a sack. Now Jalen Mayfield yeah. he jumped off sides and you know, did another stupid rookie mistake and we can't have that happen, you know, once every single game because in a game that we're actually have a chance to win, you're going to ruin it with that dumb pre stat mistake. But if you just watch the, you know, the ability for him to set his feet, you know, get low and be able to hold on long enough because you're not going to stop any of these monsters, (laughs) but it's just about holding on long enough for Matt Ryan to find his receiver and get the ball out of his hands. He did amazing. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm coming away feeling great. I, I just know that I don't have to, like, <laughs> have a, a full season. of just trashing the Falcons because I, <laughs> even though I'm going to tell the truth and call it like it is, I, I'm, I'm not on a, a before I, I used to work with the uh, Falcon stations, you had to be very uh, PC. You had to tiptoe around the fact that pay- players were, pay- players were playing terrible. But now, you know, on this podcast, you can kind of tell it like it is, which is fun. and. How it is, is that he was terrible that first game, but he's showing
1: promise this game. The whole team's showing promise.
0: So uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future.
1: Well, I, I'm glad that you're hopeful, but let's go to negative town for a second. Uh, who's not having a very good uh, team meeting room experience on Monday? It's not Jalen Mayfield this week because he, he played much better. But, but who do you think kind of had a tough game out there?
0: Oh, man, I mean, it's it's the same people every week. I, I don't know if I can single out one guy. Uh, the defensive backfield for the Falcons, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to have a collective award of getting torched again. It seemed like every receiver out there was open. It seemed like, especially when A.J. Terrell went out, and he had some uh, really nice plays breaking up the, the ball, um, I think saving a couple of touchdowns, and he showed that like, he's the, the bright, shining star in our defensive backfield, as he should be because we drafted him so high. But – the rest of the DBs are kind of just there. They're, they're just you know figure pieces. No, no one's stepping up. No one's uh, standing out. No one's you know making huge plays. Even though we did get um, uh, we got an interception today. Who, who got the interception today?
1: Um, or did we get one? Am I making it up? No, I don't. I don't think we got an interception. We did recover a fumble, Michael Walker. That, that was uh, it. Recovered um, a fumble. So yeah. So but but uh, just watching our DBs having Tom Brady
0: and again. It's it's Tom Brady. I get it. But um, we just didn't seem to have that stopping power in a defensive backfield that you want to see out of um, a team that wants to be competitive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm also, man, I'm looking over the box score now. Maybe Matt Ryan shouldn't have been my uh, football <laughs> award. I mean, you're going to get I a ball I totally forgot he threw two, two pick sixes, um, which, you know, not, not great by me. Maybe he should also get my bad award. <laughs> <laughs> can we can I give I mean, a guy a good award well. and a bad award? Um, sure. Tell,
0: tell us why though. Give us an yeah, explanation, my friend. Two,
1: two two pick sixes. Um no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it to, to Matt. I'll I'll spare him. Um I I really I don't think I, I wanted more, honestly, from kind of the interior, I think, pass rush. And I know Marlon Davidson got a sack, which yeah. was huge. I really in, like he, and I him Bauer. getting his first sack was awesome. Dante Fowler getting it as well. But I don't know. I just really thought that the, the intel, like I thought Grady would have more of a presence in this game, especially against Tom Brady, who likes to step up in the pocket as opposed to kind of out or around the the side of it. Um, so I, I think I'm going to give kind of a collective, just the interior pass rush outside of Marlon Davidson, who again, got a sack. Um, but I, yeah, they, they just didn't, I was really expecting, um, a few more like interior pressures on Tom Brady. And I, by and large, I don't think he was really affected all that much in today's game. Um, so the interior pass rush, I think is, is going to get a little bit of a talking to, um, Tomorrow morning. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so what what does this mean? You know, obviously we we didn't expect Atlanta to win this game. Um, yeah. but the fact that it was close, the fact that in the fourth quarter we're all sitting here tweeting, talking about the Falcons and how this is such a good game. You know, Greg Olson was like, Thank God that this is different than week one. Yes. Um, you know, we we at least have a game in the fourth quarter, but he was getting into it and the fact that Atlanta made it close when we were all coming into it, like the reason you're sitting here saying, I actually feel kind of good about that game. What, <laughs> what, like, what does that mean? <laughs> so that, how, do, how should we feel about it going into week three?
0: Uh, we should feel good. Uh, we should feel really good because uh, I, I've said this like three times already, and I, I'm going to keep on saying it. We had zero expectations for the Falcons. It was such a... Just sad day after the this time last week after that Eagles <laughs> loss. I, I just was dejected. Yeah. People were making jokes about, you know, they came out and risked COVID for this foolishness. And, and they, they were absolutely right. <laughs> they they yeah. put themselves in danger to watch an embarrassment of an opening game for a Falcons team that everyone's been waiting for. Because if, if, if we kept yeah. Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, we wouldn't be surprised. We would expect this game won. But our game one was supposed to be different, and after that foundation being laid, having this new foundation, this new reset, just saying that hey, and it wasn't just against another you know Eagles type team. This was against the defending world champs. You're not yeah. supposed to get close to them after <laughs> laying the egg you laid last week, and the response. Because in life and football and everything, it's about you know not what happens to you, but how you react to it. You know how you respond, what you do next, and the Falcons. Mm-hmm coaches and all they they showed they showed up they they showed up in a big way and they decided that getting their asses kicked wasn't okay you know, you know having uh their their names dragged through the mud by friend and foe alike wasn't okay ha- being the you know whooping boy of every pundit and commentator on all the major networks wasn't okay and we say we don't watch we say we don't read uh, all the negative things that are out there, but we hear it. It's yes, impossible you do. to not hear Yes, it. you do. You know, so we absolutely hear it, and it, it gets underneath your skin if you know that's not you. Yeah. That's the best you can do. Like, yeah, it is what it is. That's my best. But if like, you <laughs> know you can do better, and the Falcons yeah. absolutely know they can do better, then you effing and respond. And, and they responded, and it was beautiful to watch. Like, I was – my timeline was lit up with just – you know, uh local uh, uh pundits here in Atlanta and just people from the uh, uh, nationwide media saying what we got a game here. I kept on saying, yeah. oh, we got a game, we got a game, we got a game. Houston, we got a game. All oh, the Falcons came to play. They here fighting. I was like, yeah, this that's my birds. This is my guys. I felt good. <laughs> I felt really good. Um yeah. Kids were playing in the basement. Like daddy can play. I said, like, no, 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 I'm watching the game, I'm watching the game. So like, give get daddy like an hour. And I wanted to watch you know the the last half of the game. I thought maybe possibly It might be something. So I think what it means is that the Falcons are a team that at least compared to last year when they gave up uh, so many times, they're here to fight. Uh, They're they're here to at least put on a show and and get better. So so that's it can be nothing but uh, comforting to Falcons fans who've been starved to see a competent team.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though it didn't work out, uh, I going into the fourth quarter, I wasn't I didn't have kind of like the stomach in my throat feeling. Um, but again, like it, it didn't work out at the end of the day, which is, is kind of like the part that I don't really, I can't wrap my brain around, I think, is yes, it was, it was such a, an inspiring performance relative to how poorly they played in week one. But they still lost by 23 points, which is nearly what I they scored. Did. I mean, they scored 25 points and they lost by 23. So let's—I uh, want to do a real quick exercise, though, because I think it's important for people to know what's up on the schedule next. Uh, and so I'm going to name the next few teams that uh, Atlanta plays, Ovi, and I want you to tell me if it's a win or a loss on the schedule. All right? Yeah. So week three at the New York Giants. Win. All right, week four, at home against the Washington football team. This is, this is a tough one. That could be a good game.
0: It is. Uh, um, is Chase Young still hurt? Is he, He's back in the game?
1: Uh, I, I think he's, I mean, uh, he didn't get hurt in week one, so I presumably okay. uh, got hurt in week two. So, I, you know, I, well, I think.
0: He, they said that he was um, nursing something. But, no,
1: uh, regardless, he's I think probably we back. can beat them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> knowing, knowing our luck, if he can be healthy, he'll be healthy. But no, that's a win. We, we got that.
1: All right. So they're two and two going into the London game against the New York Jets. What happens there? Yep.
0: It's the Jets. I mean, if we can't beat the, the NFC least, the, you know, the Giants, <laughs> the Redskins, you know, the Jets, they're not scary teams, but neither were the Eagles. Um, if we play the way we played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we can beat all three of those teams. That's why I'm excited.
1: All right. So they could be their bye week week six, they could be three and two is what you're expecting going into the bye week. A hundred percent. All right. That's great, man. Uh I mean, I no, I, I think I agree with you there. I think that they can definitely go they can go three and over the next couple of weeks. I mean the, But will they? That's the question, right? Because for as well as they played against Tampa they, I, I just wonder if it's a little bit of a case of kind of like rising to the level of the competition. Yes, which we've seen and, from this team yeah. over the years. Is I
0: spoke, I spoke about that. Um, yeah, just like you know, in a Cinder, a Sweet uh, Sixteen team, or uh, you know, the March Madness team. These teams they have no business playing with uh, elite uh, teams like Duke and Kentucky. They play up to the level of their competition and they yeah. raise their game. And I've been on NFL teams that done the same thing. Uh, I mean, we watched the Falcons last year in that horrible, you know, just terrible season, they kept, you know, pace with some top teams in the league. And I don't know if it was part of uh, those top teams that the Falcons were just terrible, they're not going to prepare or right. come out as hard. But um, it also could be the Falcons just raise their their level place. So I hope they don't take it back down to the Jets and um, Giants and uh, Redskins because, or people say Redskins, the Washington football team,
1: people say Redskins. <laughs>
0: Uh, and the, the Washington football team. What, what do you call them? As far as their mascot, the Washington football team teamies.
1: Uh, the, I, yeah. I mean, team? the go team, the orange slices. I don't know. The, oh, <laughs> <that's just difficult.
0: laughs> but no, um, they can. But will they? Uh, that's going to be answered if if they decide to to play like they did today, and if teams do what they're supposed to do, which is get better every week and not move backwards, then I feel good.
1: How do you feel about Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, though, through two games? Uh, Kyle Pitts, I've
0: come to the point where, just like for this whole team, my expectations have gone way down. Um, (laughs) Damn. Kyle Pitts didn't show me anything to make it go way back way up, because at first I'm like, oh, he's going to be, you know, one of these instant plug-and-play Tony gonzalez light type of tight ends. (laughs) No, um, so, <laughs> where so Kyle, Kyle Pitts, you know, he showed me more, but he didn't show me you know some uh, magical jump to where I feel like he's going to be a threat during the season. No, he's going to get a little bit better every single game, and and you know by next year he'll be a force. So that's the Kyle Pitts story. For Calvin Ridley, I mean, he still hasn't showed me he could be a Julio replacement. He still hasn't uh, you know given the fans or or the team. That injection of just explosiveness and and uh you know big playability. And um he has the ability to get there, but I don't think this is gonna be something that's gonna happen either, uh, the next couple of games. Like by the end of the season, when he gets used to being a number one and realizes that it's gotta be him or it's probably not gonna happen. Uh I I think we're gonna see flashes of a uh a Pro Bowl receiver mid to late season right now. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I think uh, a lot of this has to do and, and you can use Russell gauge as another example here, where if, if you're looking at Russell Gage, as he's kind of like Harry Douglas, Harry Douglas was a great third receiver. When you moved him into that second receiver spot, you know, he was, he was fine, but he's not like a, a, a great number two receiver. But he's a great number yeah. three receiver. And that's kind of, I worry that Calvin is a great two. And, yeah. and maybe he's not a great one. Maybe he's a good one, but maybe he's that's not like well, a great well one. And, and that, that's, that's
0: very well said. That's
1: kind of what I've been going back to with like the, the true X receivers in the NFL, are usually your Julio body types, your Terrells, your th- those guys who are just alphas who can beat you with yeah. strength, with speed, with quickness, with whatever. And those are the guys that, you know, because you're you're ex, you're up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know? and, and so you're gonna get pressed and you're gonna get people in your face, but they're physical enough to get off of it. Calvin is quick enough to get off the press, but if you're bracket covering mm-hmm. him, it you know, his route running is a little bit more limited because there, there are guys to take that away. Um, Whereas even if you took away a route with Julio, sometimes he could just jump over three guys and make the, make the yeah. catch. <laughs> and you can intercept the ball, but he'll grab it away from you and take the ball back. What's like, up Malcolm you know, Butler? Freakish,
0: yeah. <laughs> those freakish type things that yeah. only Julio can do is, you know, something that is special. And, you know, Calvin Ridley has to find his special something, his superpower that he can yeah. press and use when it's the fourth quarter or when it's overtime and when we need a, a first down, and we'll, we'll see if he can get that for us.
1: And, and I, think, I think Calvin Ridley is capable of having a superpower. Like I think he is capable. We've seen, like I mentioned, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, these guys, Like they are similar types of players to Calvin Ridley and they're elite wide receivers. So there is a path for a player like Calvin Ridley to become elite. It doesn't just have to be somebody who's built like Julio or Calvin Johnson or or that type of player. Um, So, I I mean, I think it's certainly way too early for us to be down on, on Calvin Ridley or anything like that. And I don't think we are. Um, But this was a good, a good showing week two after (laughs) scoring six points in week one, you put up 25 (laughs) in week two against a really good defense. Uh, So final thoughts Ovi, before we get out of here, like, where's your head? I know we just ran down the schedule um, and you've got a much easier kind of slate over the next few games. So there's a chance to make up ground, but where's your head at after, after this game? I mean, are you truly, it kind of sounds like you're coming away being like, Hey, this team's actually maybe not as bad as we thought it was. Is that accurate?
0: Yes. Yes. No, I'm definitely there. And uh, we we didn't spend much time talking about the defense, but uh, yeah, the defense really impressed me. And Dean P's kind of uh, uh, even though Tom Brady went off and the defense backs. It's you know, <laughs> like, again, almost that, 50 points. Wanted to be, they they showed that they had the ability back when it was, you know, a three point game. They got off the yeah. field. They they caught some three and outs. They, they and two pick sixes,
1: which so I yeah. should slow my roll on that a little bit. Because, again, I named Matt Ryan yeah, so, as my player uh, of the game. So I I should shut up. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Falcons defense gave me more than
0: what I expected because let's not forget they were dead last in passing. They were last in a lot of categories. they were, they were a, a terrible defense last year. Mm-hmm. And so to show that they could get not one, but but multiple sacks, to show that they can cause a fumble, I, my bad my man Foyer Lu like not even getting a sack, but punching the ball out that, that yep. just presence of mind like, game they are going to cause turnovers. That's how you win games against opponents that are better than you on paper. And Tampa Bay is much better than us on paper. But we talked about how do you have a chance again against the defending champions? And the answer was turnovers. You could always be in a game if you have turnovers. And the interceptions and the fumbles uh, that we were creating showed that we can be a scrappy defense. So I'm definitely um, really high on where we can go uh, just because I was... <laughs> nowhere to be found on the spectrum <laughs> of having any hope but I do have hope now that Dean Pease and this defense along with the whole team can get better incrementally enough to make this a watchable season.
1: I'm putting you on the spot here. The next time these two teams meet will be inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium on December 5th, week 13. What's the score of that game?
0: Next time you play the Bucks? Yep. It's going to be another high-scoring game because, uh, shoot, Uh, this game was. um, It's going to be 28-21 Tampa.
1: Okay. Okay. Man, when it was 35-25 for a second, knowing that I had predicted 34-24, I was extremely excited.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll wait for you to tweet something and say, I told you. Listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> there were like ten minutes left, though, and I was I uh, I was like, "There's too much time left for me to actually tweet this out." But but I, I got excited there for a second. Um, Good call, way to keep it in. <laughs> today's podcast presented by Bet Online. Uh, Falcons did not get it done today, but a long season, seventeen games. So you know, uh, we we broke down the next uh, little bit of their schedule. They've got three winnable games in front of them before the bye week. Maybe they can build some momentum. Um, They looked, by all accounts, like pretty decent against Tampa Bay, which was far better than they looked against the uh, Eagles in week one. That'll do it for us today. And as always, take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.